What does the future hold? Examining biblical doctrines, history, and current events. It's Prophecy Time. Author and Pastor Alan Davis will help you have a better understanding of biblical prophecy. Using the whole counsel of the Word of God, Pastor Davis unapologetically promotes and defends the literal, personal return of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now with today's Prophecy Time message, here's Alan Davis. Yes! My name is Alan Davis. that you are with us today. I am a minister and preacher of the simple gospel, which is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As not every professor is a possessor of eternal life and salvation, as Jesus Christ referred to in Matthew chapter 7. Starting in verse 21, Jesus said this, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many, Matthew 7, 22, many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man. So here we have in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these things of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man. So here we have in Matthew seven twenty six a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. So we have many individuals who are not saved. They are foolish men But the invitation still goes out like Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, starting with verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And notice what the Bible says in Revelation chapter 22, verse 17. And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is athirst 
come and whosoever will let him take the water of life freely but evidently in the last days things get harder according to the words of Jesus Christ himself in Matthew chapter 24 verse 12 and because iniquity and of course iniquity is sin and because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold many individuals are not accepting Jesus Christ today because they have a cold heart but Notice also the words of Jesus Christ in Mark chapter 4, verse 23. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. Do you have ears to hear today? Or do you have a cold heart? If you would like for someone to pray for you and with you, give us a call at 646-314-3625. That number again is 646-314-3625. Every day should be Thanksgiving Day. Thanks for listening to It's Prophecy Time. You are special to us. In appreciation of a gift of $20 or more, Alan and I would like to send you a book entitled The Bible Promise Book, which has 1,000 Bible promises that will be an encouragement to you. Please go to our website, which is bronxbbc.com. O-R-G, and scroll down to PayPal. Don't forget to leave your address. Be sure to keep your dial set at 570 every day at 2.30, Monday through Friday, for It's Prophecy Time. Exercise your God-given right to cast your vote for It's Prophecy Time. The It's Prophecy Time message today is entitled, The Doom of the Glory of Kingdoms in Isaiah 13 and 14, Part 8. An individual can understand Bible prophecy better, and if he's going to be able to see the future more clearly, he's certainly going to have to understand the teaching of Babylon, the Babylon of the future. And there are six major Bible passages on Babylon of the future, Isaiah 13 and 14, number two, Isaiah 47, number three, the entire book of Habakkuk, number four, Isaiah 17 and 18, number five, Jeremiah 50 and 51, and number six, Revelation chapters 15, 1 to chapter 20, verse 6. Going back to Isaiah chapter 13, verse 1, the Bible declares the burden of Babylon, which Isaiah, the son of Amos, did see. A burden means utterance or chiefly a doom. And if we look at Isaiah 13, 19, it calls Babylon the glory of kingdoms. And there are 12 
major events that we need to understand in the context of Isaiah 13 and 14 in order for us to see and understand the future better. Number one, this fiery sweeping judgment of Babylon as the king of Babylon is Isaiah chapter 14 verse 21 has destroyed his land and skipping down to verse 23, it is swept with the besom or broom of destruction. Number two, the greatest of all earthquakes, as the earth removes out of her place in Isaiah 13 and 13, in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. Number three, the destruction of all the cities. When Lucifer descends to the sides of the pit, all of the cities are destroyed according to verse 17. The coming of Jesus Christ also is seen in Isaiah 13 and 14 as the day of the Lord is at hand in 13:6 and in chapter 13 verse 9 it says this behold the day of the Lord cometh cruel both with wrath and fierce anger to lay the land desolate and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened and is going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. And I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. Number five, the devouring of all. It is swept with destruction, Babylon that is. But going over to another parallel verse, Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 32, and the most proud shall stumble and fall and none shall raise him up. And I will kindle a fire in his cities and it shall devour all round about him. So everybody is killed in Babylon here. Babylon of the future, Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 32. Number six, the defeat of the Antichrist. As in Isaiah 14, he's cast alive into the lake of fire, or he is not given a burial in Isaiah chapter 14. This king of Babylon is not joined with them in burial. Number seven, the gathering of all the nations for the battle of Armageddon. As Isaiah 14, 4 talks about the nations gathered together, the kingdoms of the nations gathered together, the Lord of hosts mustereth the host of the battle. So in Isaiah 13, 4, 13, 4, they are gathered together, and the Lord is there to defeat them. Number eight, Lucifer, or Satan, is bound in the bottomless pit in Isaiah 14, 15, as he goes to the sides of the pit. And the reason that he goes to the sides of the pit is because it is a bottomless pit. And number nine, we need to understand the Jewish captivity. As in chapter 14, verse 3, they take them captives, talking about these Jews who are in this captivity, they shall take them captives, whose captives they were, and they shall rule over their oppressors. So Babylon here is oppressive as we get to the coming of Jesus Christ. Number 10, that Babylon, as we said there a moment ago in Isaiah 13, 19, is the glory of kingdoms, or the glory of all kingdoms. And if we understand Revelation chapter 17, verse 9, as Babylon being not only a mountain in Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 25, but sitting on top of all of these mountains or these world empires prior to the coming of Jesus Christ, that it is the greatest of all world empires. 
But today we're going to be looking at number 11 and number 12. Number 11, the 1,000-year reign of Jesus Christ. And number 12, the fact that the Assyrian is cut down in the context of, or prior to, anyway, the coming of Jesus Christ. So Isaiah 13 and 14 talk about the doom of Babylon, the glory of kingdoms. And we're going to be looking at two more events on our calendar today. And uh, that's going to be making altogether 12 of these major events in the context of the return of Jesus Christ and this doom of Babylon in Isaiah 13 and 14. First, the 1,000-year reign of Jesus Christ. Notice this in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 4, starting with verse 4, is talking about the king of Babylon. And the question or the statement is made, How hath the oppressor ceased, the golden city ceased? The Lord hath broken the staff of the wicked and the scepter of the rulers. He who smote the people in wrath with a continual stroke, he that ruled the nations in anger is persecuted and none hindereth. The whole earth, here it is, Isaiah 14, 7, talking about the 1,000-year reign of Jesus Christ. The whole earth is at rest and is quiet. They break forth into singing. So when the king of Babylon is cut down, when he is cast alive into the lake of fire, the Antichrist is the king of Babylon. The king of Babylon is the Antichrist, just another name for the Antichrist, the king of Babylon. He's not given a burial. Satan is bound, and at that point, the millennial kingdom begins, and the whole earth is at rest. Our number three passage on Babylon is the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, and starting with verse 3, it says, Behold, is it not of the Lord of hosts that the people shall labor in the very fire? This is the fiery destruction of Babylon, and the people shall weary themselves for very vanity. They're killing The people are killing themselves for nothing, because there's going to be nothing left. Verse 14, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. There is a statement clearly in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14 referring back to Isaiah chapter 11. A same statement is there. The earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And if we turn over to Revelation chapter 20, starting with verse 1, it talks about here, in this context, the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received the mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they reigned and lived with Christ a thousand years. So here we see the thousand year reign of Jesus Christ clearly in connection with 
the coming of Jesus Christ and the destruction of Babylon. Babylon is destroyed in the last final judgment in Revelation 16. Jesus Christ comes back immediately after that destruction. Jesus Christ comes back in the battle of Armageddon and Babylon is destroyed immediately prior to that coming. And also, number two today, we're going to be looking at this Assyrian spoken about both in Isaiah 14, verses 24 through 27, and also Jeremiah chapter 50, verses 17 through 20. But first of all, let's look at our first statement about the Assyrian. So we have in Isaiah 14, the Assyrian spoken about, and in Isaiah 13 and 14, it's talking about the destruction of Babylon. So Babylon is prevailing in the end, just like historical Babylon prevailed against the southern kingdom. The Assyrian, the ancient Assyrian, took the northern kingdom into captivity, but as it relates to the southern kingdom and the city of Jerusalem, it could not prevail against Jerusalem. But the Babylonian did prevail against Israel and Judah and the southern kingdom and the city of Jerusalem. And we're picking up here in Isaiah 14, verse 24, the Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand, that I will break the Assyrian in my land and upon my mountains tread him underfoot. Then shall his yoke depart from off them and his burden depart from off their shoulders. This is the purpose that is purposed upon the whole earth, and this is the hand that is stretched out upon all the nations. For the Lord of hosts hath purposed, and who shall disannul it? And his hand is stretched out, who shall turn it back? So in the historical context, we have the Assyrian and the Babylonian. The Assyrian did not prevail against the southern kingdom, but the Babylonian did. This is what God had purposed historically, And in the future context, we have the Russian, and then we have here in the Western Hemisphere, the glory of kingdoms, very closely connected to these 10 EU nations or 10 that will eventually be developed in the future context. In Jeremiah chapter 50, starting with verse 17, we have both the Assyrian and the Babylonian spoken about. Israel is a scattered sheep. The lions have driven him away. First, here's the chronology. First, the king of Assyria had devoured him. That's the northern kingdom. It devoured the northern kingdom. And last, this Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had broken his bones. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I will punish the king of Babylon and his land as I have punished the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria is punished first. The king of Babylon is punished second. And I will bring Israel again to his habitation, and he shall feed upon Carmel and Bashan, and his soul shall be satisfied upon Mount Ephraim and Gilead. In those days and in that time, saith the Lord, the iniquity of Israel shall be sought for, and there shall be none of the sins of Judah, and they shall not be found, for I will pardon them whom I reserve. So in this future context, it's going to be very Assyrian-like and very Babylonian-like. If you're an individual today who is uncertain about your eternal destination and you believe the simple gospel message of Jesus Christ, that he died, was buried, and rose again from the dead, all of these events are going to be coming upon the world. Nobody can stop them. 
but you can certainly escape all of this coming wrath and pray something like this, Dear God, I am a sinner, but I believe in the simple gospel message that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried, and rose again from the dead. I accept you now as my personal Savior. Amen. Reaching out to families throughout this area, it's prophecy time. If you just prayed this prayer, please call or text us at 646-314-3625. You can even write to its Prophecy Time, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. We would like to encourage you in your newfound faith in Jesus Christ. We're thankful for you. It's Prophecy Time. In appreciation of a gift of $20 or more, my wife and I would like to send you the Bible Promise Book, which has 1,000 promises from the Bible. Please go to our website, bronxbbc.org, scroll down to the PayPal, and don't forget to leave your address so that we can send you this 173-page book. Thank you in advance for helping us with this radio broadcast. If you want more information about this ministry, just go to our website at itsprophecytime.org. That website again is www.itsprophecytime.org. Thank you for tuning in to It's Prophecy Time today. We are on Monday through Friday at 2.30 to 3. If you miss a program, we do have a podcast where you can get our messages anytime for your convenience. Go to Apple or Google Podcasts, then type in the search box, It's Prophecy Time. You are important to us. Don't miss a message. Relax, reflect, and rejoice this holiday season from It's Prophecy Time. If you're not already going to a Bible preaching church, come out to visit us one Sunday morning from 1045 a.m. to 1230 p.m. We're meeting at the Bartow Mall, lower level, room 28. It's near Bay Plaza. Here's the address, 2049 Bartow Avenue. That address again is 2049 Bartow Avenue. I pray you can make it this Sunday morning at 1045. Happy Thanksgiving from It's Prophecy Time. Ah, fishing, one of America's greatest pastimes. It's relaxing, yet at the same time exhilarating. It requires patience and also good timing. You can enjoy it with family and friends or just by yourself. That really sounds like life itself, doesn't it? For the most part, our day-to-day lives are pretty routine. Then without warning, something can happen that upsets the balance of our life. Kind of like when you're watching your bobber just float out there in the calm lake surface and all of a sudden your pole jerks and the bobber's beneath the water. The only one who knows when those unexpected times will occur is God himself. If you're walking and talking with him every day, you'll be much better prepared to face those unexpected times when they do occur. Remember that God wants to be there for you. All you have to do is ask him and dedicate some quality time with him every day.
Here at It's Prophecy Time, we want to be there for you as well. Please take the time to pray for us and to support us financially every month. Thanks for partnering with It's Prophecy Time. Thank you for tuning in today. Alan and I would like to send you a book entitled The Bible Promise Book, which has 1,000 Bible promises that will be an encouragement to you. Please go to our website, which is bronxbbc.org and scroll down to PayPal. Don't forget to leave your address. You are special to us. Thank you for listening to It's Prophecy Time with Pastor Alan Davis. Generous listeners like you make the airing of this program possible. Contributions are greatly appreciated. Write to It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Here's the address again. It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Join us again for the next scheduled program of It's Prophecy Time.